Life ain't easy, man. It's is it just isn't. a two-hour time difference? Three. Yeah. Two. No, just two, right? Two, yeah, because you guys are central. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's three so, back okay. to like home. Yeah. yeah, three to Eastern with Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan's in a different time zone. Yep. God, yeah. I always forget about that. Yeah, I sure like, I, especially when we've had that show. <laughs> yeah, we we played a show in Michigan, and as we're like, as we cross the border, like the, the hours change. They're like, oh fuck, we're late. <laughs> oh no! And we were like, we're always like on time for every show. Like so, usually, like, like early. Had like, a, we like anxiety attack between two oh. cars texting each other. Oh, what yeah. a horrible feeling! It we're was usually fine. like getting to like, the. We were yeah, on like. It was like a house show. It was totally <laughs> fine, but yeah, we're usually like getting to the venue and like, uh, there is the place is locked up. <laughs> like, there's no one here yet. So it was kind of the opposite of our usual mo. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me with you guys. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 64 and my name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. And John Hines. Hello, hello. And you know, with that lucky number 64, <laughs> you know, we don't have any milestones coming up soon. You know, there's, I guess we could call episode 75 a milestone or something, but we mm. are hundreds of ways off, yeah. no real milestones. So why not celebrate uh, for no real reason other than it's episode 64, uh, the Nintendo 64. It's a good enough <laughs> reason. It's a great console, and yeah, yeah we obviously, if, you, if you've if you listened to any of our episodes in the past, you probably know that most of us are Nintendo fanboys. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we just, we're just going to kind of open things up, get warmed up here, talk a little Nintendo 64, and I've definitely got tons of fond memories. Yeah. More as like a multiplayer system playing the Nintendo 64, like getting together with everyone in the neighborhood, playing Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey. Hell yeah. Or uh, playing like... NFL a little bit Blitz. of Smash Brothers. Yeah. I didn't play that much. Yeah, but NFL Blitz, which is basically the football version of Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey. Or I love probably vice We're versa. probably the only ones that ever framed it that way. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so great. I know they made, I think, 99 as well, like a follow-up sequel, Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey 99 uh, It's or 98. Thank you very much. Oh, and 98. I own it on cartridge. This is the most Michigan you guys have ever been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It always made me mad because my favorite high. I've played hockey growing up and like my favorite hockey player was Mario Lemieux and I hated Gretzky oh. but you know he I mean he's good he's all right but uh but yeah I, I just that's, that's kind of my main memory like wait, between like borrowing like I would borrow my friend uh Ryan Schaefer I'd borrow like his cartridge of Yoshi's story I think I might have even talked about that on the podcast before oh yeah um and yeah just like those are my fi- and playing GoldenEye of course like mm-hmm. with the friends in the neighborhood like we would just get together pretty regularly and uh, play four-player split-screen. But what about you guys? What are your, uh, like, 64 thoughts or memories or whatever? First off, I want to throw out that Perfect Dark is a better version of GoldenEye. Mm. You know, I never really played that. (laughs) I I own it, I think. I picked it up, like, later on in my collecting days, but I never played that one much. It's great. Uses the uh, expansion pack, so you got to better frame rate. You got a lot more weapons. You have really... There's just so much creativity in that game with like the, the what was it it's been long enough that i can't remember the names of the weapons but i know what they do like the one you throw on the wall and it turns into like a turret gun uh okay you could be making this up like oh. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the proximity mines in GoldenEye. oh like, yeah they, of course they love, that was the that. mode we would always play proximity it was just so fun to like plant one right on a door so oh, you yeah. just watch somebody run through to like coming after you and just blow up now it's so great. Now I'm trying to remember if the motion sensor bombs in Smash for 64 were actually based off the proximity mines. Because uh, yeah. like the, they, the that was the nice thing about the like Smash Brother games was like the trophies or whatever would like tell you what games they were from. Right. Um, but actually, no, I don't think the 64 had trophies. So it was just that it would because that yeah, was I think the that was 64 thing, wasn't it? Smash was how I found out about Metroid period wow because, like, really like really? yeah like the 64 was my first system other than the game like my first like console my yeah. first okay. like, system was a game boy um that so, makes like, sense too because Metroid started, 2 was years beforehand so right yeah so like i i played as samus a ton and i was like this there's no n64 game for samus i don't know what game this is from <laughs> there should <laughs> like, have been kirby like i you know at that point like yeah kirby was my favorite game series so like everything i played was kirby related 
or like Mario related. Like it wasn't, yeah, like Smash was my gateway into a ton of series. Yeah, like when NES came around, I was like, I don't yeah, know what this is from. Yeah, I have same here. Same. I was like, wait, what? Yep. And then, yeah, for sure. Loved NES in 64, in Smash 64 yeah. too. Loved him. He was my favorite. Mm-hmm. same here just be doing like the pk fire or whatever oh, yeah. and having it like loop around uh, which you can do in all the smash games with ness i think but pk mm-hmm. thunder mm-hmm. yeah I, I just really love like the break the targets mode and land on yeah. the platforms i know it's stupid but i played the shit out of those modes and the, uh, how um, each character had their own break the target stage like oh uh, yeah that was suited to their special abilities it was such a good uh smash was great hell laboratories great. is probably one of my favorite like second party developers for nintendo yeah, yeah like, they're they're a great like force for nintendo for sure and an all-time logo too oh yeah oh yeah that dog dog with the <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah Love so like, good rare had it's like time of shine with uh perfect dark and like donkey kong country or donkey kong 64 rather eh, and then eh. uh <laughs> wow <laughs> you you the crestfallen looks on both of your faces when i mentioned donkey, donkey kong, kong 64 <laughs> dj would back you up but donkey kong 64 is not a good game i'm sorry i would only <laughs> get like a couple be. games a year because 64 games are expensive and i begged my mom for that game for christmas and that was mm. a mistake <laughs> you're, even... you're a fan of that one though john I, I like i liked it because it was i, I was a fan of every 3d world game like banjo sure. kazooie but like i also didn't own a ton of n64 games that was like yeah they were expensive that was yeah. the prime era for renting games from yep. blockbuster oh, yeah. so yep. like i yoshi's uh story i rented a ton banjo kazooie i rented and never owned like all those yeah. games like the majority of my N64 library I bought used from either Babbage's or GameStop or EB Games or totally. Funko Land. Totally. Yes. Funko Land was the best. Going Always. through their like little pr- like white pages printout with all of the <laughs> trade-in values and I was like, "Oh, I can get Ocarina of Time for 7.99." Hell yeah. Oh, that is a steal. It really is. <laughs> but yeah, like almost all of my N64 games were bought used. Like I think i got smash and like mario party and mario kart and like mario 64 like those were the main games that i actually got or from like christmas or everything everything else like i had to get used so like it was a lot of like you know third party games like glover (laughs) (laughs) glover wasn't bad yeah glover Glover was decent it was was definitely a rental it was not a purchase yes Yes. yeah (laughs) although i think i did buy it in my collecting days which is i I gotta start whittling down my retro collection i talk about it all the time of like i need to whittle it down to like the games i really really love yeah uh instead of just like or maybe a little beyond that but like not just like i've heard of this game um yeah what about you randall i I feel like you've been a little quiet on the 64 front oh just Um, listen you guys talk about it like it's (laughs) it's awesome no uh wave race 64 is one i wanted to highlight uh it's my first 64 game before even mario 64 that i got with the system that was given to me uh by my mom at christmas time the first christmas and oh my god that game i i played the crap out of of wave race 64 i love love every aspect of it got like 100 percented like all of the courses unlocked the special courses knew the secret where you could ride the dolphin instead of the jet ski uh like perfectly customized my character to like win races did the stunt mode like crazy the stunt mode was fun because you could do all kinds of different like backflips and barrel rolls and all kinds of things for the most points the wave physics were incredible in that game and still are as far as i'm concerned oh yeah okay they're amazing so love that game i feel like there is a specific thing with the n64 where everyone had mario kart 64 but then every single person had a second racing game that became their <laughs> racing game. Yeah. And like, I, I know friends who like, it was Diddy Kong racing. I sure. Know people who yep. was ra- wave race. But for me, it was Wipeout. Okay. And like, okay. Wipeout I didn't know they made one of those for 64. Yeah. And it's like a very specific type. Like, I like, I think it only had two player max for like multiplayer. Like it wasn't, very i don't know like 
there there was a lot of pop up. I think it was originally a sure. like uh, PlayStation game or a Dreamcast game even, and sure. like the yeah. the N sixty four port was significantly lower like power or lower <laughs> any everything. But like, yeah, it had a like very specific techno soundtrack that was really influential for me as a kid. Hey, it was Wipeout, man. That's what they were known for. So yeah, they like, had some good jams. Yeah. I remember like going to like CD stores, like it, like when we would go on family vacations to other states, and like I would go into like CD stores and try to find a specific fluke album because they had a song <laughs> that's on, awesome. on uh, wipeout 64 that's great oh god i like recently found it on spotify i was like i remember being obsessed with this when i was a kid <laughs> yeah you're so right though about the racing games because like yeah i had those two that i mentioned already but yeah my cousin had uh diddy kong and i was always like i picked it up later again in my collecting days but i was always like jealous that he had diddy kong racing and mm-hmm. we would play it i would like bet maybe not beg but i would always ask like oh can we please play this instead of mario kart mm-hmm. so yeah diddy kong racing is another great game and honestly like sports games were pretty big time oh yeah like i played like between not just the mario tennis but i even played a lot of like the madden 99 me too madden yeah. 64 yep. like we would play three or four players with me and my brother and my cousins oh and, yeah like, try it we would even play like okay i'm i'm the receiver like running the routes like That's it was sweet. super fun uh super the, the janky but super was just fun. killer for those games yeah. man yeah it was, just it awesome. was amazing yeah. and that, you know dreamcast had that too a little yeah. later but like not much later actually but like it was just i don't know i don't know if it was just the affordability or just the the obscurity of games or you know just not enough games or whatever but the 64 yeah that four player plug and play oh yeah was just amazing yeah um for sure. Yeah. And like, I also want to mention Pokemon Snap, especially because yes. now we're going to get a sequel. Yeah. And that sucker oh, was wait. a rail shooter, even though people don't think about it that way. It was. And I yeah. love rail yeah. shooters. So like, I love arcade shooters like that. And that's what they gave me plus Pokemon and like whimsy and colors. Yeah. And it was yeah. a lot a, of fun. It still is and a, a bunch lot of, of secrets and stuff, too, where like yeah. a lot of those like original arcade ones. I mean, I guess I'm sure there's some secrets and stuff, but like not so much like branching paths and this and that, you know, it's more just like little easter eggs and you need stuff to do like x pokemon. and y in order to make like this pokemon appear yeah, yeah i'm really curious to see what they can do with it in like a modern era i am yes. so um, i uh, i try not to get my expectations so high but they <laughs> are pretty high for me too. Yeah. Snap too it could be it could be awesome <laughs> i guess i just want to give a quick shout out to just sports games again but specifically mario tennis and mario golf oh yes. yeah i played more mario golf both on 64 and gamecube but oh yeah mario tennis that probably the most ridiculous thing i've done in any game i actually got like the star ranking or whatever like you could if you won every tournament with a character you could get like the star mode of that character and i did that with every character in the game nice there's a lot of characters in that game so but yeah you might be able one of my uh good friends and uh actually one of my groomsmen at the wedding uh, the one who gave the speech uh joey Mm. he is so good at mario tennis 64 that i when i play against him he is only allowed to score off service aces. Like, oh my god! If, if he doesn't score on a service ace, then he is not allowed to play. Like he puts wow. the controller down, and he still wins every single time. But Mario Tennis doesn't—they don't mess around, especially in '64. Like you can get such a wicked angle on yeah. that opening serve. Like oh. Oh, you yeah. can't even in the Switch game in Mario Tennis Aces, oh, yeah. which that game is amazing too. Yes, it I haven't is. played that in a long time, but. Like so that is, is like game as far as what's that? So is the 3DS version. If you're willing to play online. Honestly, oh, okay. I haven't played. I didn't even know there was a 3DS tennis one. Damn. Sure was. I played the shit out of that game specifically Man. online. Love me nice. Mario tennis. Yeah. Those are great games. And yeah, Mario golf for me is like, if I'm just like trying to like just chill out and play a video game, like nothing gets better than Mario golf for me personally. Oh, We're not allowed on to leave platform. this Nintendo 64 conversation until we mention a couple of more games. All yeah, right, get yeah. in there. The first of which I've mentioned before on this podcast is one of my favorite puzzle games of all time. And that's Pokemon puzzle league. Yes. So, like yeah. I, yes. To this day, like probably my favorite or, you know, top two competitive puzzle game, just like period love Pokemon puzzle league. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope that Nintendo will re-release it at some point in some format because it's just perfection to me. Yeah. Everything yeah. about that game. 
like all the the Pokemon barks, like the way that it plays, the fact that you have to use the D pad, like everything about that's great to me. Did that come out in the gold silver era or was that still just OG? Mm, I think it's OG. Oh, man. It definitely seems more like it's kind of like based off the cartoon. The cartoon, yeah. Like they use like the character designs from that and stuff. Yeah, because there's even an opening skit that they did for it where, you know, Professor Oak is telling you you have to go to see him in Pokemon Village and he's like (sighs) pleading with Ash. (laughs) It's really good. Because I I was going to say, like, uh, for me, like very formative games that like I played with my sisters all the time were the Pokemon Stadium games. Yeah, like, yeah. Pokemon City yeah, 1 sure. and 2 were incredible for like just their mini games. That's like, incredible because you saw your Pokemon in 3D for the first time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that was a like so fun. And like being able, I got the like Game Boy adapter so that I could yeah. play it on the big screen. Hell yep. yeah. And you, you had the Do, Doduo and the Dodrio uh, <laughs> Game Boy that could play the game at three times max speed if you got it, <laughs> which was also great like yeah that's useful. acknowledging that it was better to play that game kind of sped up <laughs> that was another one i never had but would always go to my friend adrian's house with my game boy cartridge and like oh let me see my pokemon like mm-hmm. we would like let's battle or let's like oh man like that was definitely maybe i was just the right age for it but it was definitely the era of like just going over to people's houses oh yeah. and yeah. again that four player multiplayer it was just like after school, this is what we're doing. We're either playing street hockey or we're playing 64. And that everybody awesome. had uh, but, a different collection of games. So like, you yeah, yep. like I didn't own like half of the games that we're talking about, but I played right. almost all of them because I went exactly. to someone's house that did. Yep. Absolutely. That's a, re- that's a really good point. And it, that's kind of interesting because it didn't have that huge of a library. But speaking of, I know you had a few more that you wanted to potentially uh, mention before we got out of the 64 era not not a few more just just one more the the game that introduced us to the rumble pack and that would be star fox 64 oh hell yes of course (laughs) obvious but of course we have to talk about star and i think we've even mentioned in passing star fox 64 we've absolutely i've I've made sure to look back shoot i wasn't sure i think we talked about star fox 2 and i think we probably like went off on Uh, star fox 64 at some point 64 is a much more interesting game sure yes yeah Yeah. but i think john's talked about it before i don't know we've talked about it everybody loves this game if it's not if it's not in the spreadsheet i haven't said that i haven't thought that we've talked about it enough that's right (laughs) (laughs) consult the spreadsheet i forgot to look at the spreadsheet i don't know why Uh, but yes no yeah i i am with you i think that 64 is a honestly i think it's a perfect game yeah and that i think it's infinitely replayable yes rewarding every single time you do Agree. And like the way that it offers like different art, like instead of just say like a fighting games arcade mode where you're just, you know, fighting a set amount of characters and like it has the branching paths that have yes. the different difficulties and they like some yes. of them have multiple endings. Like it is just such a rewarding and full game that yes. I really hope one day they will return to form and make another game like it in the Star just Fox make, series. Yeah, just make another one like that. That's all you have to do, Nintendo. It's, it's similar like to Paper no Mario. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> why are you, why overcomplicate it, you know? But like, and assault- even in the campaign, you could unlock like multiplayer things. There was like yeah. extra incentives to do that. And I played the multiplayer mode like crazy too, even yeah. though people didn't talk about that as much. It like, was a good multiplayer. Like, yeah. You kind of had to be like with people either around your skill level though like sure if you were yeah. playing with someone who is way better than you or way worse than you there wasn't much in the terms of like equalizing but, but you could unlock yeah. the tank and on foot in multiplayer like yep. it was so cool you had different modes like it was asynchronous to some degree because of like how different those different vehicles were or on foot was to control compared to just the r-wing yeah like i love that stuff man i got so deep into Star Fox 64. I could still probably like do every single voice acted line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good I never, luck. you know, that one never, I never got that into that game. I mean, I liked it. I played it a lot, played multiplayer a lot with my friends too. Although like you, I, I kind of think every game's kind of like that though, John, where like for me, smash, like that's kind of why I can never get into it. I just, I either play with people who are way better than me 
Actually, that's just it. I just play with people <laughs> who are better than me, and it's rarely fun. So I'm just like, well, I, yeah, I just can't get into this. But yeah, although I will um, say, Star Fox 64 3D is a good version. They did put that out. Nice. Yeah, that's true. That uh, that is a good solid version. And yeah. I was gonna say, like, Assault is a good Star Fox game. Like, I don't think I think that they have Still continued to, to make it. good Star Fox games. Yeah. But, like, I really just want them to make another like arcade ish yeah. game. Yeah. Where you yeah. just play it yeah. in one sitting, and it's just level after level after level. Yep. Whereas, like, Assault, like, you need save points. Like, that is, mm. those, like, levels are big and expansive, and, like, it is meant to be replayed and to, like, kind of, like, high score chase, like the original, or right. not the original, what 64 is. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah that they just haven't made another one of those yet, and no. I keep hoping. Yeah. I, I would say, actually, I think my... Uh, I think my second favorite Star Fox game is Kid Icarus Uprising. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Which you is, s- I still need to play that game. Too, it's a good game. It's I need to get that game, game. Actually, I yeah, love I've heard Kid nothing Icarus but great Uprising. things. But that is a very like so- that is such a Sakurai game. Like playing yeah, that, down to the menus. That's yeah. a Sakurai oh, God. game. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. Once you that kind of scares me. Like modern Smash, you're like, yep, Sakurai. Definitely <laughs> oh, that scares me so much. <laughs> Uh. it's good though oh, make sure you okay. have that little stand though god yeah, yeah. i gotta get both the cartridge and the stand just play <laughs> yep. all level at a time like your hands will cramp it's uh-huh <laughs> it's i would good, love though. for them to like re-release it on switch with just controller support like just a full port would be i would play that game forever me too give me another rail shooter it's fine yep <laughs> So, John, I know we were, uh, I guess since we're done talking about 64 games, I know we briefly mentioned that there were no Metroid 64 games. So yeah, what right. uh, <laughs> what have you been playing this week? Because I know you've been getting your Metroid fix in. Oh, yeah. Like we, we talked a little bit on last week's episode about In Other Waters, about how, you know, that was kind of inspired by like Prime's whole system of like scanning and like oh, yeah. getting to learn more about the environment through like, you know, log dumps or whatever you know you're reading like these walls of text that give you a lot more like background on whatever is happening in the environment so you know i i had to get my like fix back in on metroid prime <laughs> any any time i get a little bit of the taste of that like i'm like you know what i'm just gonna play that again and <laughs> yeah let me get the real thing yeah, we, we were talking about metroid prime earlier uh, I, I don't know how many episodes i brought up metroid prime that i was replaying <laughs> that but I, I played a little bit of that, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to skip ahead to the good stuff in two. <laughs> like, I had gotten to the point where, you know, I was like, yeah, I could, like, finish up this game and, like, fight the final boss and say I completed it for the umpteenth time. Or I could just get to the part that I like in Metroid Prime 2. And, like, man, <laughs> those those games just do something that I just can't get in any other game. Did you start from the beginning in both of those games again? Oh, or do yeah. you pick up a save? Oh no! Uh, every single time, like what I do is uh, I will. I, the way that I play like most Nintendo games is save file one is my completionist file, and that's sure. the one that yes. I try to get a hundred percent on. Yeah, and then whatever, like however many files are left, are the ones that I like delete and like do either do something weird or dumb in like i'll try to speed run a file or i'll try yeah. to like do a like like in breath of the wild like it's like i'll do one where i don't buy any armor whoa <laughs> <laughs> like i just impose restrictions upon myself and like that's what i did for like metroid prime 2 is i deleted my like save file 3 slot and just started over from scratch nice and yeah. Are you because uh, I actually never played Metroid Prime 2. I only played like I, I probably got about halfway through the first one, maybe maybe a little less. But Same. like, how does two differ from the first one? Or is it just like expanding upon the ideas from the first one? Or so the thi- the main issue of why I can never decide whether I like Prime 1 or Prime 2 better is that I think Prime 1 has a better um, like beam upgrade system and like mm-hmm. i think like that has a lot better like you know swapping like beams so that you like approach enemies in different ways and like you have like different like attacking techniques whereas i think two has like really perfected the mobility in the game so like two just feels better to play in terms of like 
jumping and like making sure that you're hitting like the right targets and like uh makes sense you like this is the air like i know i can make that jump and everything just feels perfect in that but like it also introduced an ammo system that like i Hmm. when i first played the game i hated and i really didn't like and like i grew to like it through playing it dozens and dozens of times. <laughs> so this is how John racks up a hundred plus hours on every game apparently with his multi save files. Play the same game over and over again. Um but like Can I say like, I love the box art on Metroid Prime uh, I was 2 just also. I was waiting oh, for John so to finish awesome. and say I know that Metroid Prime 2 has the better box oh, art of yeah. the two games. That foily like it's I would so always cool. see it at GameStop it, and yeah, just be it. like, oh man, I gotta get that game. I know, right? Uh, but like and and it also has a I think a better scanning system. So like once you've scanned an item, like its entire like the entire item is green. Like instead of it having nice. like a little icon that's like grayed out, like okay. it's a lot like easier nice. in terms of UI to do that. That sounds but better like, to me immediately. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it almost like, sounds like the the jump from like Uncharted to Uncharted Two, like totally different games, kind of. But like. When I went back, I was like, oh, I love Uncharted and played Uncharted 2 and like, oh, yeah, this game's sweet continuation. And then when I went back and tried Uncharted, I was like, oh, I'm going to play on hard mode. It was like, ooh, feels like jank. I don't know. Uncharted <laughs> one's a little janky compared yeah. to the later ones. So well, it kind of kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. And like, oh, God, I like I love like so um, the thing in uh, uh, Metroid Prime 2 is that like there's this whole light dark thing that Nintendo likes to put in every single game that they make. <laughs> At some, <laughs> every every sequel, yeah, will yeah. at some point have a like a dark world or a light yep. world. Like it's just what they dark do. Dark version. Yep. Link so to like, the past. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, so there's a light beam and a dark beam, and like also there's like so like the world itself is split into like a light world and a dark world. So like there are these two coexisting planets that exist in separate realities that you like phase between using portals. And like one of them is like the original one, which is based in light and which is the uh, Luminoth which are a species of like, you know, really tall bipedal a- aliens that, you know, kind of have like anthropomorphic, features and then the dark side has the ing which are these like tripedal like more like animalistic and like brutal enemies and like mm-hmm. being in the dark world will constantly cause you damage so like okay the, the very first thing is like you lose like uh you meet dark samus and like you lose all of your powers because the ing like basically like steal all of your weapons and like armor technology and like throughout the course of the like uh game you gain a what is called the bucket suit colloquially uh because it is a very like the the dark suit looks so different like i really like the aesthetics of two because they do do a lot of like they, they they take a lot more chances on like the way that things look in a metroid game than like sure. other standard se- entries in the series do so like the dark suit looks completely different from that, from like samus's like regular suit um but that's the thing that like at least slows the damage of being in the dark world like so you still have uh, okay. this like constant like like damage that is being done to you just by existing but like anytime you find a light crystal or a light beacon like you go over there and you can like slowly regain health but like oh okay before you get the dark suit you're like losing health at like maybe like three hit points per second whereas like once you get the dark suit it's like one per second and that's the same rate that you're gaining it so there's always like this real tension when you're like in the dark world and you're constantly trying to you know progress through the game like you would normally in a metroid game but like a thing that i really loved that i think kind of gets underplayed like it's a very subtle thing that happens in the game is that uh like you constantly are fighting the ing which are like the bad guys or whatever they're like the barbaric race that are yeah. like look yeah. like monsters like they like they don't have any like like 
uh, sympathetic characteristics in an alien, like the Luminoth do. Like the Luminoth, you can anthropomorphize and be like, oh yeah, like that's a person that I can talk to. Whereas right. the Ing, you're like, no, this is a monster. This and is the like, other. Yes. So like when you're swip- switching between like the light and dark worlds, the dark worlds are always very hostile and like mm. very like animalistic and like there's a the the time that you finally make it to the like light world sanctuary and it's like the first city because like all of the other ones are just like you know outposts or like very wild areas right so when you make it to like the sanctuary and you see like this like beautifully constructed city in the light world you're like oh this is like i i really am curious to how like the like the dark world version of that is and when you get to the dark world version of it like the way that you are like like are you only uh, encounter the ing in a like context of them like wanting to murder you or like mm. like just like a very like savage context and when you right. get to like the ing hive which is the version of like the sanctuary like it is a beautiful tron landscape huh. like Ooh. so like technologically advanced but very sleek and oh, that's not cool. like artistic but very like brutalist in terms yeah. of architecture and like the realization is like oh no they have a society like they there's a entire context for like how they exist like it isn't just like that they're like animals or like that right. only like they're, they're they still have the capacity to be these like really intelligent and like really beautiful things and it's that is something that like just hit on such a really strong level that i've like I really think is unique to Metroid that's where, cool. like you really only encounter a lot of these, like the space pirates or other like bounty hunters in the context of violence. Right. So yeah, you, they're the you, enemy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like actually going into the Ing hive and seeing a full society that is like really constructed. I was like something that has never really happened like in the Metroid series outside of like, oh, here's a research complex that, like, you are invading to, like, take down Mother Brain or something. So, like, seeing that and having their expectations, like, subverted is, I, I think, a really incredible thing that is, like, unique to Metroid Prime 2. That's really cool. Yeah. I know we say this every time we talk about Metroid Prime, or particularly every time you bring it up, John, but I know Randall and I have that trilogy on the Wii. Absolutely and, uh, do. We gotta, we gotta play that at One some point. One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> One of these, I still have my Wii U semi. Actually, no, I packed it up. I looked over to see if the red light was on, and it's gone. I forgot I put it in the drawer. Mine's hooked but, up uh, still. It's sitting right over it's, there. I should. It's I can. I, it's handy. Yeah. Mine's handy. Uh-huh. But it's not uh, hooked up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess uh, we can move on from there. Uh, and I wanted to, you know, one of the games I forgot to talk about last week when I was talking about the Game Maker's Toolkit uh, Game Jam from 2020 was a game called uh, Imp from a uh, developer he goes by matt ug i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but ugh. matt with two m's and two t's and then an underscore and then ugh so yeah, ugh. yeah. yeah i guess it is more of a ugh. <laughs> but uh, one of the cool things i will say is like all no matter what platform you have all of his games are playable in browser uh actually that's the only way they're playable um to the best of my knowledge and uh so no like they're not part of any, they don't cost any money. You just play them right in your browser. Wow. Um, but w- the game he made for this year's Game Jam or the Game Maker's Toolkit Game Jam was a game called Imp. And again, the theme was out of control. So what it did is like it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer. And every three seconds, your character, you kind of play this little demon imp. And uh, it would explode and kind of like trigger is like a jump essentially um and you would have to kind of use that to traverse through the game and get like use it as like a double jump like let me do it because you could only you could move side to side and then just jump regular and then if you time that like mid-air and you exploded after the three second countdown then you could use that as a double jump and then there'd be like platforms that you could explode um or key blocks you okay i have to explode all the key platforms and then to open the door but then once i've exploded them there's you know it's hard to get back in that direction so it was a a pretty quick game i think i beat it in like 12 minutes or so but again this was a game that was made in a matter of 48 hours wow 
super impressive. Just like a really nice, clean, like eight bit pixel art style. A great soundtrack. Nice. I really had a good time with this one. Like just some light puzzle platforming, but a a heavier emphasis on the action. Uh, So I ended up, you know, through finding this developer through this game jam, I had never really heard of his stuff before. But uh, after checking out more of his stuff, I saw that his entry from the Game Jam last year was also really highly rated from the Game Maker's Toolkit Game Jam. Hmm. And the theme of that Game Jam was uh, only one. Uh, and you could interpret th- uh, interpret that in any way that you wanted. And he made a game called Canon, uh, which I will have all these games. Uh, this is the only one I haven't posted just yet, but uh, they'll be part of that 15 minutes of game series. Nice. Um, but basically, I thought I had it figured out at first. You play as this cannon, and so you can shoot one cannonball, and then you can use your, you're only using your mouse to play. So it's a one button game and a one cannonball game. So they kind of like took the theme <laughs> a little bit further, I guess. Um, and you basically aim, and again, so what I thought you were doing is like just whatever direction you aimed, like you would kind of propel your cannon. You would shoot a cannonball out you know to the right and then propel your cannon to the left but that's actually not the case you have to like hit the cannon off like the ball off of a wall and have it come back and make contact with you so if you're doing it like right off the ground you can just shoot straight downwards and it essentially works like a jump but if you want to jump higher, you have to shoot down again, straight down while you're in midair and make sure that that ball is going to ricochet back off of your character. Oh, geez. Because every t- every time it collects the ball again, you can shoot it again. Oh, geez. But if you don't collect the ball, you just have to manually restart the level. And like, oh, wow. It's, again, this was another one I ripped through in under 50. Like, it's part of the 15 minutes of game series, but it's under 15 minutes on the video. And actually, all of them are. That sounds um, really hard, though. You, you it's beat that? really hard. Like, I mean, yeah. I beat it, but it's it's short, you know, it's like yeah. it's just a, it's another game that was made. I'm pretty sure last year was also a 48 hour Jeez. time limit, uh, but it's just like it's got a really great pixel art style, another great soundtrack and just like a really cool like a game that you could just like rip through at work real quick on your lunch break. Like, in <laughs> yeah. all honesty, like, well, I shouldn't say real quick, but like. <laughs> Um, you know, it took 15 minutes after I had played it a little bit to familiarize myself. So it, it would probably take 20, 30 minutes to get through, like just playing it from scratch, maybe. Right. Um, but a couple more quick games from him that I checked out. Um, there was another game called Melt that I actually beat in under three minutes. So this <laughs> game is super short, but it was made for a different game jam. A lot of his games seem to be made for game jams, but it was made for the Ludum Dar game jam. Uh, and they do a ton of these. Like, I don't know if it's yearly, but it's one of the more popular game jams as well. Um, and it's kind of like you c- it's a side scrolling platformer and you play as a candle that is slowly like the flame is slowly melting out or burning out. Nice. Um, and then you have to shoot. You have like an arrow, like a bow and arrow that you can only shoot as long as your flame is still lit. And then if you hit a candle in the level, they're kind of like single screen platformy puzzle platformy levels. And if you hit a candle, it'll relight like your flame or relight the wick. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to time that. Like the the way the game opens up is just perffect. I'm probably going to spend more time talking about this game (laughs) than it takes to beat it. But like it opens up and you just like you're just forced to kind of walk down this corridor to the right and your flame fizzles out. And the nice thing is like after your flame fizzles out, you still get one shot with your arrow. So like if you're in position and in this case, you're just walking straight down the hall and then you have to shoot. You're going to hit the candle at the end. And then, okay, now I can get through the door. And then later in the game, there'll be later in the three minute game, there'll be some enemies that get introduced that take one or they take two hits, I think. But those will also relight your flame. But it burns out pretty quick. It's just like it's kind of like he said in the description, the development log, it said, like, I really wanted to make like a Mega Man 2 style, like run and jump, like no, you know, no power ups, no anything. But this like. I don't know what the theme of that game jam was, but it was something about like time running out or, yeah. you know, something to that effect. But it's a really cool, like a game that like I, when it ended, I was just like, no, like <laughs> I want, like I immediately was like, I got to play more games by this guy. Cause it's cool. so, so cool. I, th- I think uh, that's so kind of a, a great testament to like the game design that like, even like how like quickly it is for you to understand and grasp and play and finish the game it takes longer <laughs> than like or takes a shorter amount of time than it takes to like describe it i think that's a really <laughs> incredible 
Yeah, that's a good point. But it, it, yeah, and it's like it's such like it's so the pixel art so clean and the songs are just like jamming in all of these games, like really jamming chip tunes. Um, just really, really awesome. And then one more I wanted to mention real quick is this is the one I just booted up immediately after beating Melt. Like I was like, yep, I need more. Uh, I need more Matt Ugg in my life. <laughs> um, so I played a game called Show and this is probably my favorite of the bunch. And it's like a uh, it kind of has like a it's a black and white kind of like a silent film aesthetic. And they're like these little film. I, I guess it does. There's, it doesn't really describe that much, but there's like frames almost that are floating in the level like these black frames Mm -hmm. that once you if you jump up from beneath them and hit them with your head and you can just kind of do a regular jump but once you jump up and hit those with your head you kind of collect them and then you can use it like if you have one of them and it's really cool the way it just like displays that like the ui is like has that like film countdown like where it almost looks like a like a sniper scope or whatever you know and it counts down like five four three two one and so, like, however many frames you've collected, it shows that number, like, in the background on the whole level. So, it's like, there'll be a two, and I have two frames, and then, so, if I'm, once I have a frame collected, I can jump, and then if I jump again, I will place one of those frames below me, and I, it also acts like a double jump, hmm. but it places it like a platform, and then you have to kind of, like, it's like a really short, again, I beat this one in under 15 minutes, Jeez. but it was about a 10-minute or so game. Uh, not made for a game jam or anything. I think in the description it just said he was like, I had a free week and I worked on this game. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. It's just, it's so stylish. It's got this really great, again, like silent film era, like piano score aesthetic, like this kind of like record scratchy, like just everything about the aesthetic and like how clever the levels are designed. Like it's super short again. And you could play it right in your browser. Like I just booted it up and was like, oh, hey, cool play through this and rip through it really quick but i just love 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 this game like i don't know i know it's short and sweet but like i, I just i couldn't i just <laughs> I, I couldn't describe why i love it so much mm-hmm. but i uh, i just really had a great time with this one i thought the levels were really cleverly designed and like was just yet another one that even after the 10 or 15 minute mark i was like man i wish this was fleshed out into like a full experience i mean i'm happy this is here and exists right but like all of the games I've played from him have just left me wanting more, and I'm I just really can't wait to see what uh what else he has up his sleeve. That's awesome. I'm really really excited. To, what a great uh, sign! <laughs> yeah, and there's there's about a dozen games on his page, you know, ten or a dozen games. So there's still a few more I need to check out. Um, but yeah, I'll put links as always. And I know I keep saying this, so just real quick, the links in the episode descriptions up in like where there's like kind of paragraphs of sentences, I'm trying to put like the links to like the actual games. And then in the timestamps, those will be links to like any videos that we've made or any, uh, like any supplementary, any supplementary material that we've produced on our end. So that'll be in the timestamp. So just to address that really quick, uh, randomly in the middle of an episode, we are your (laughs) uh, resource. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Randall, I know that you've been putting a little more time into a game that uh, you played a little of last week. I played uh, a lot of. Okay, that's a good sign. I need the, to get the back only into thing this that one. I ended up playing last week, but I was still stuck on Bot Vice. I was stuck so much that I beat. Bot Vice. Hell yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Because we were what at like level three, four, four. last time we talked we were, about I it. I was yeah. stuck on level four. <laughs> Out <Yeah>. of how many? <laughs> 25. Good shit. Okay. Okay. So this is no retro eight level experience. Nope. nope. I thought it was as I was going. I'm like, oh no, this is this like, because there's this overworld kind of map screen a la any Mario game essentially. And Based on, I'm like, okay, yeah, probably like eight, maybe ten levels. You know, things are already really hard, so how much harder can it get, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then for some reason, I just kept playing. Well, not for some reason, because this game's awesome. I kept playing it. I was stuck on it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just kept pushing through, and I got past level four. And then you guys know those, uh, what are those, um, Back in the 90s, they had those, like, the what are those called? The the trick eye uh, things magic where you could eye? see the, the 3D visual in a 2D space. The magic you know eye. About? The magic eye. Magic eye. You, like, you keep zooming in and yeah, out or whatever. Mag- so yeah. I had to go into, like, a magic eye mode at some point to continue in complete levels in this game. You had to kind of, like, unfocus your eyes <laughs> in order to survive. <laughs> the action in this just game. like two two different planes like here's the enemy bullets yeah. here's like the actual play field that's hilarious yep. yes 
<laughs> no, I, I get I get what you say. Like, yeah, when you yeah. kind of have to like open your third eye in order to like survive a bullet hell. <laughs> Essentially, yes. And, th- and that's what I unlocked in Bot Vice or Bot Vice unlocked that in me. I'm not sure which. Um, but I got stuck on level 23 for like a long time. Like I spent like a, at least a couple hours playing this level that should take three minutes. Um, but th- it was one of those situations where I was just too tired and like, I woke up the next day and I beat it in like three or four tries. We've all yes. had that moment too. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Potter is- in the chamber of secrets. <laughs> 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 but this game's great. Um, it, it's all the same that I talked about the last couple of weeks, but this like gallery shooter, great retro stylings, great soundtrack, love the sprite art, um, love the action. Um, you know, just I'd put it up there with wild guns now that I've played through it. Damn. Um, and 25 levels. And what's crazier is that there's 25 more levels in an extra menu. They hit it. Oh. They hid 25 more levels. <laughs> so in did you really beat menu. it? <laughs> I saw the credits. Okay. Not yeah, according you to saw DJ. <laughs> and then I started playing the the extra levels, and I'm like, these are just as hard as like the last few levels, and I don't have oh. that in me right at this moment. <laughs> that I saw is, the I can't credits. Even ima- I just can't even imagine. Like again, like even level three is just whooping A level your progression yes. twenty levels more than you. <laughs> that's so awesome, though. Like that's so cool that this game is now. Does it keep up like the kind of varied enemies and stuff, and varied playfields throughout the? game does. or does it start recycling stuff um a little bit but in some some recycling of sprites but that's fine um yeah that, i mean that's expected but i know i know a strikey sisters from the same developers like dj and i were just like holy shit like every level we didn't beat the game but every level had totally new backdrops new enemies yeah. like always introducing new stuff to like keep it fresh and again and, had a huge campaign as well yeah and there was still some of that. Like there's there's levels where now the enemies have their own things they can hide behind that you need to shoot away. Um, yeah. You know, and now there's certain enemies that like have more shielding or like there's uh, one level where there's like a train going by in the background that you can blow up and like blow up the guys on it. And like so they they did kept, you know, keep changing up where, yeah, there's some levels where there weren't boss battles, even though most of them have boss battles. So they try to like throw enough different things at you where you're never quite sure what the win state is of a certain level until you kind of do it and you like move on from that point um the other thing that i think i I needed to do to win at least in my case is i gave up using the cover mechanic and i went just straight to rolling and like there's a clip that you posted uh on on the pursuing pixels (laughs) (laughs) and like that's that's like the end boss and me just rolling my face off and like in between like many different lasers (laughs) in a bullet hell survival situation yeah Uh, that clip is nuts yeah (laughs) At I first, saw like, you yeah, post that post and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I have to post this because it's it's just ridiculous. Um that's that was a third eye mode that I got into there. <laughs> uh, yeah. but it just feels so good. Like it, it just feels so good to play. Uh I did have to go back to um one other mechanic that I, I briefly touched upon that I just want to talk about real quick before we wrap up is there's a whole timer component to the whole string of levels in the campaign of the game in Bot Vice. So there's there's constantly this timer in the bottom right of each level, and it's counting how fast you beat a level. And it's also why I gave up the cover system, because I can beat a level ah, faster if I'm not... That makes a, sense. Right. If I'm covering, I'm waiting for the bullets to go past me, and I'm, I'm wasting seconds. If I'm rolling, I can attack faster and beat, like best defense is a good offense type of thing like yeah. Yeah. go 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 oh yeah that, that's how i play games <laughs> yes that typically is how i play games too and it just it you get in that zone and it feels great and i did end up having to go back to one of the first like i think it was level three or four that i had originally gotten stuck on they give you a grade in each level based on how fast you complete it and the points you get and in that uh level i had a grade of like i and and that's out of the <laughs> alphabet right so <laughs> <laughs> so like, i for improvement or skills. something <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me replay this with the skills i have now and i you know then immediately because i was playing level 23 or 24 immediately turned that into from an i to an a 
Nice. And it saved me like a minute of time that I could then apply to the last couple of levels. And I beat this game essentially with three seconds to spare, which is nuts. Oh, my God. So, so, but you can go back and shave off. Like yes. It just saves your best time from each level. Yes. And you can go back and shave it off. That's really cool. That's, that's very yeah, cool. No, that's, that's a good thing. That mechanic. like almost adds more depth to the game. Yeah. Because yes. I think you only get like, I think because we mentioned it briefly last week, I think you only get like 35 minutes at the start of the game or it's something. something like or? that. I should have looked before we started talking about it this time. But yeah, that sounds right. It's I know it's under range. an hour. It's, it's well under an hour yeah. and, and now knowing that there's 25 levels that's no fucking joke man yeah. so, <laughs> so, so wait like what was the fastest you beat like one of the earlier levels um oh gosh good question probably it typically like 30 40 seconds was like a pretty fast time in a level um but more more on average was like a little over a minute i would say okay uh to beat a level was was could get you an a rank uh, especially if there's a boss battle because those guys can be sponges sometimes they take right. a little longer for sure yeah yeah uh but man i just went nuts on this game nice that's DYA impressive games, dude kudos yeah like, definitely check out their stuff because yeah. yeah the three that i've played and i know they have one more game called viviette as well that's on oh. the switch um it's more of it looks like more of like a horror like exploration oh. game like 16 okay. bit style so i i don't it's not really my thing so i haven't looked into that one too much but yeah the arcadey ones yeah, that we've talked about, Superstar Path, Strikey Sisters, and Bot Vice. Like, I, get, I give all those the PP stamp of approval. There you go, man. <laughs> like it's, th- those games are awesome. Yeah, I love um, this game. Definitely gets my stamp of approval. Bot Vice, yeah. play it. I got to get I gotta get back on that. I'm really glad that you saw it through because, like, it, there's something about... I don't have, like, that competitive of a, a nature to me, but, yeah. like, I definitely... You're not DJ I, like, going I, through every single game. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> but like when I remember when uh, we were playing, like, way back when we worked together at Best Buy, Randall, when yeah. we bought Super... Like, when Super Paper Mario came out, I remember me and your wife, Tina, were talking about... Oh, yeah. Um, like, our progress in Super Paper Mario and just, like, her talking about parts that I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck you, Tina. Like, I got, I got to play more tonight. And, like, I'd go beat, like, three chapters. And, like, there, I have, like, this weird competitive, like, oh, Randall beat that game? Oh, I, I, now I got to beat that game or oh, see, yeah. The, yeah. see the game. It's not even, like, about beating it. It's just yeah. about, like, Friendly I want to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's even, it's even yeah, about, like, kind of like we were talking before. Like, I just, before that we started recording. But, like, I just want to be able to talk about these games with you guys. Yep. And, like, now that I know Randall's seen it through. Yep. I want to see it through so like we can talk about the whole thing. I so. mean, the game of the month format was a little untenable for the podcast, but it was <laughs> nice in making me like actually complete some games. Right. Yeah. Or like Same. check out a game that like I might not have played otherwise. So, mm, yep. Speaking of God, I still got to play Undertale. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Randall, I'll get out it eventually. At Monster Boy in the. Oh, What's it called? Monster okay. Boy in the Curse Kingdom Cur- or something? Curse Kingdom. Or? Yeah, Curse it's Kingdom. It's something like that. That game looks cool. Yeah, I want it. we got to sync up on that, too. So Yeah. We're, we're running out of time here. You yeah. Know? yeah, we, 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 we got some time, but tonight. we're running out of time at the same time. Um, it's been an interesting can, year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. To say the least. But I think uh, I think that's pretty much a good place to wrap it up there this week, guys. How are you feeling? I'm yeah. feeling good. Good deal. Good deal. Well, uh, as always, you can find us at uh, pursuingpixels.com. As I always forget to say, we're on Discord. You can find the link at the very bottom of the episode description and links to everything else, our YouTube, our uh, Twitter, our Instagram, every other thing that we have on the internet. There's links to it at the bottom of our episode description. Like I said, in the middle of the episode, check out all the links in the actual description itself and in the timestamps. There's videos. There's like links to the developers page if they have one uh, and if I'm not lazy enough. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for listening as always i'm running out of things to say um and take care bye bye see ya yeah we had a lot of energy behind the shit we were talking about this time yeah and even with like the tangent in the middle like we had like a 25 minute (laughs) music tangent like we could be its own bonus episode release that as like a mid (laughs) week yeah honestly is worth holding on to for that purpose potentially yeah for real yeah for real that's great um because yeah who knows on a week that we're just like oh shit something came up we don't have an episode like Mm -hmm. hey we you want to hear us talk about music instead of games this week too no, bad that's well, all we got anyway. <laughs> yeah, too bad <laughs> too bad we didn't play any games and all of our computers finally died <laughs> <Yeah>. god <laughs>
That is such a it's real... It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. 